Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Dicey Experience. My name is Jason Sketch, and I am just thrilled to have you guys all here this evening. We're back with another exciting episode for you guys, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen here on the island of Linguina. As you guys all know, our party has navigated to this island to try to find some more crew. Speaking of crew, my main man Stolen plays a guy named Crew. Tell us a little bit about him, Stolen. Hey everybody, it's Stolen. I am playing Crew Saipan, the captain of the string, and the most piratey of pirates. And I, uh, I see somebody behind you in the kitchen there. Who's in the kitchen? Jean, what are you doing in the kitchen? That's Lucas's domain. I am captain of the kitchen now because I eat his food better than you do. That's why. I call for an eating contest. Deal. That is our friend um, Lazy Man Gamer playing Jean. <laughs> um, are you going to be the referee, uh, Lucas, of this competition? I will start making uh, mountains of pie and get them ready for this eating competition. <laughs> and Lucas, who, who plays your character, sir? Uh, I, I hopefully play my own character. <laughs> Meerkat. I, I play Lucas. This is a great start to our... Uh... This introduction has gone to hell. <laughs> Completely off the rails. It's not even been three minutes. What is happening? <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and that's it. That's That's the game, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not DMing this game anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know what you were doing, but if that's what you call DMing. Wow! We're in trouble. Alright, gonna up the rating now. <laughs> Everybody's a challenge rating 45. No, hold on, I don't have that many bullets left. <laughs> I need to restock real quick. Last we saw our party, as we mentioned, they uh, they made their way to an island of Linguina. Did some pretty cool, pretty cool things last episode, going down the the reef river, river yeah, reef river way, and uh, you know that was pretty cool. Um, they survived, and huzzah! They're cheering. You can hear them just tantalizing in cheers. Um, but now they're in this island of Linguina, I guess, to try to find some more teammates. Do we want to begin? Right where we left off, folks, or do we want to um, just jump right into the nighttime activities? And if so, is there anything you want to do before the nighttime activities begin? Uh, I didn't have anything to do before nightfall, other than just kind of get the shit back in order. Yeah, I didn't either. Get everything picked back up from the kitchen and patch up any holes that might be uh, nasty. Uh, while I finish up making everybody dinner, I'm writing a list of ingredients and items that I need to purchase while we're on land. This, this is the, the first civilized 
area that we've come to since we started the journey. And while we're finishing eating, I'm gonna take the letter out that I got from the fairy and I'm gonna read that. Wonderful. I am going to send you what that letter says and if you want to play your reaction, you can, or we can just, right. you know, press on. Just vibe. Just vibe, yep. It's just a, a solid chill. Yeah, as y'all are finishing up dinner, I guess, or finishing up mid-afternoon, mid, mid, mid Meal time, um, as the captain might call it. Uh, Lucas is uh, pulling out a letter and he's reading it. As I start reading it, my eyes grow wide and I start breathing a little heavy as a big smile just uh, appears on my face. I, uh. I've. I've been invited. Uh, I can't believe it. Ah, so it was from a lover. Uh, You've been invited to no. what? Uh, the, the the Gorgon cooking competition. I uh, you've heard about. I mean, everybody's heard about this. I can't believe it. I've I've been invited. Well, just pretend that I've lived under a rock my whole life. What is the Gor Gorgona? Gorgon cooking challenge. How you pronounce it, Jason? A Gorgon. Gorgon. And I, I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's a the most well-known competition in Strekabum. I mean, everybody knows that it's something that I've been following my whole life. That people, the top competitors from all over the world come here. In three weeks' time, I I need to be on Mundra Island. I need to register and be here for that. John, this is something that I've been waiting for. John, do you know where that island is? Let me or roll Lucas. a history check real quick. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, I've not heard of that. Is it... Uh, where is that it, located? It's in the terrarium. In the oh. terrarium? You've been invited to a competition to the very place that we've been trying to get to? It's inside the terrarium. Why are people risking their lives for a, a map and a compass when all they have to do is, is cook well? Yeah, or oh, this is a very special competition. I mean, last time this was held at the, the temple of the, the dragon god in Shankana. It, I mean, it, they, they do it in the most out there places just for the extravagance of it all. No, I, I agree. How does everybody know how to get to the terrarium if we have the only map? Exactly. And if we don't have the only map, why was our captain and why is the chameleon trying so hard to get our specific map? It seems like the organizers of some cooking festival would be much easier to, to infiltrate than a pirate ship out in the middle of who knows where in the ocean. Maybe our map's different. I, I mean, 
I'm at just at a lost words as you are. It, it just feels as though the, the gods of this world have no mind for plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> the captain never senses the only map to the terrarium. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we try so hard for this particular one, then? You never had a chance to ask the captain, but you can see the magical properties from said map <laughs> gleaming off the it's table a right magic now. Map. <laughs> maybe the maybe there is only so many maps, and if you have one, it's a prized position. Now that is something that I could I could buy. Perhaps you have to have a map in order to be able to gain entrance. I mean, that would be the only way to get there that I know of, so it's fortunate that I came on this ship. Lyra, Lyra's guiding me. I can feel it. You said it was in three weeks' time? Yes, three weeks. And it's supposed to take us, what, two weeks to get there? As one week, wouldn't it? From Linguina? About a week. About a week from Linguina. So we have a little bit of flexibility, but we need to probably get crew and get out quick. Uh, agreed. I, I, I need to prepare, and, and Lucas like starts just mumbling to himself about certain uh, ingredients and recipes, and he's jotting down stuff in his notebook. Are you making a shopping list? Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, do you do you need anything? Uh, I'm I'm putting uh, going to be putting orders in to stock the ship we'll with just, food. We'll just make sure those Saint Marie's rum cakes are on there. Well, I I, I wasn't going to buy the actual cakes. I was going to make them myself. But is, is there a specific brand that you prefer? Well, isn't that what she says, John? Saint Saint Marie's. Yes, Saint Marie's. I mean. Lucas, I have appreciated your cooking, but it's a Saint Marie rum cake. I'm not so certain you'll be able to do better than Saint Marie herself. I do remember you telling me about this yesterday. They're quite phenomenal. <laughs> take a uh, take a bite of them yourself and and see and I suppose if you think there is some way on this earth that you could make a better rum cake then you can buy the uh, supplies you need. I will buy the supplies I need and I'll make my own and then you can tell me which one's better. So we need rum. I would like you to use your own money and not the ship's money for those purchases. Okay, I have enough. Deal. I have no problem with eating rum cake all day. Ooh, maybe he can make some rum cake and then make some French toast out of said rum cake. Lucas? Lucas is just like <laughs> a, a, a bomb going off his, on, in his head like, what? That, that, I've never thought of that. Why, oh, Bull, I think we've just won him the competition. 
That is true teamwork right there. Say, so, what's the prize for this cooking uh, shindig? There's nothing in the letter that says the prize, but last year someone won a Master Chef license, so I assume that this year will be the same. Interesting. A Master Chef license? What? You have to have a license I'm, to be a cook? I mean, anybody can be a cook. I mean, I mean, you you two could be cooks, but it takes someone special to be a chef, but only one person to be a master chef. Billy does the Z snap in the background. <laughs> how many how many people are in this competition? Well, there were five people last time. Well, this 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 year is going to be a little a little extra effort needs to be put in on my part because the great chef Zeke's own assistant Hubert Griffelgrass was going to be there. I, I really need to bring my A plus game to this, but so far there's only been four names announced, and I'm I, I'm the fifth, I, I guess. Are the... Do you know of any of the other people in the competition? Uh, the assistant you just said? Uh, I mean, the other names are Brianka Gilfer, Trifanen Gonnelly, Lopal Rubblecuff. I, I know them by reputation. I have not met them, though. They, they are all excellent chefs. Well then, you have some preparation to do. I definitely do. Do you think we'll be able to make it work? Us going here and stopping, uh, if it's on the way? I mean, if, if we're heading to the terrarium, I mean, it's all in the same location to me. I don't see why we can't stop and win you a prize. Okay, okay. Thank you. This this is the 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 chance of a lifetime. Is what I've been aiming for. I, thank you. I, I I need to get to work. And Lucas just kind of gets up and starts rummaging through the kitchen, looking looking at his shopping list. John, do you know if we can get all this stuff here in Linguina, or are we gonna have to make another stop somewhere else? We should be able to get most anything we need here. This City X is somewhat of a, a trading hub for pirates. Uh, they, they trade both in, in people and pirates going from one band to another. So we will certainly be able to find any crew that we need, but they also trade their goods. Um, most pirates work within a certain area and They'll pillage the, the goods off of the merchants in that region and bring them here or any of the other pirate havens and uh, sell them off to other pirates who might be sailing in an opposite direction where they could then sell those goods at a higher price. So it's a smattering of, of pretty much anything, but the, the quality at times may be lacking. 
It depends on how long it's been since the goods have been stolen and from who those goods were taken. Uh, oftentimes the much higher quality items of much more prized nature are more heavily guarded and not so easily taken from the people who command their vessels. So, you can find pretty much anything you would like in Linguina. It's just a question of how good it will be. So, it may be a good thing, place to find dry goods that don't really go bad too quickly. Of course. But as far as like fresh stuff, eggs, milk, we may want to stop someplace else. Eggs, milk, common goods like that uh, absolutely would be good. Uh, I, I was, I suppose, thinking more as a, a merchantman myself still in terms of cloth and timbers and certain wares and other goods. But uh, as far as food is concerned, most food should be fresh. I was I was looking out for, for Lucas here. I see, I see. I've, I've already started to dream as to what we might do with this vessel with the funds that we liberated from the dragon. Are, are you saying upgrade? I think it might be a good idea, based on where we are going and the troubles we have already met, to perhaps add a few guns, if we're going to add a few men. Are, are you suggesting that Captain Bull move from the string to something else? I don't think we need a new ship altogether, but at the very least, we're going to need a new sail. And some patchwork. Yes, we might just price some ships and see what it is we can afford. But I see no need to abandon the string here at this point. So crew-wise, what do you think we need? A shipwright for sure. If we could find a clerk to take care of our funds and ensure our books are in order and they'll be able to look over any charts and navigational needs we need. Uh, with the trouble we found, it might be good to hire a, honestly just a deckhand who can swing a sword and protect us from someone with a bit more brute strength, if you catch my drift. I, I do. Other than, than those two positions, uh, there's not anything that we're in desperate need of. I mean, we have, we already have the best lookout there is. Of course. We don't need that. We've got a helmsman, a cook. If we get ourselves a good clerk, a good shipwright, and maybe a hired hand for muscle, I think we'll have a very effective crew. I believe so as well. And if we hire on too many new hands, it may risk the possibility of them turning on you as captain so we want to keep the crew small and tight and that's also more people we'll have to split our earnings between of course all right so is it is it nighttime 
yeah, the sun's starting to go down. You kind of start hearing some rebel rousing outside. We're definitely starting to drink and party and big bonfire not too far off. Um, the lights are definitely, you can see them through the woods so you don't see the lights. Um, you don't see the buildings the lights are coming from necessarily um, from your boat currently. But there is a path that looks like it could take you that direction. Well, Jack, uh, Chef, are y'all ready to head in and see what we can find? Absolutely. Yes. Crew is going to reach up and kind of like pat himself on the head two or three times and cast Mask of Many Faces. So he ends up transforming into a kind of a shorter human with cropped blonde hair green eyes uh, a little bit more portly and he has a very gaudy gaudy eye patch say hello to captain bull Hello, Captain Bull. Alright. Galawags, let's head in. Crew's gonna start marching towards the <laughs> the outside to throw over the, the rope ladder. Yeah. yeah. The seas are calm enough that you're able to get it in. You park directly on the beach there. John, or did you guys park like a little ways off the water? What did you, how was your parking job? Is it parallel? No, uh, yeah, we were uh, a little f far off from the beach. John doesn't want to have anyone, you know, looking in and around their ship and having it too accessible. So there's, uh, we'll take the rowboat in, and John's going to make sure to, to grab those casks of uh, untaxed sugar that have been stowed away in the bottom of our ship and bring them ashore to hopefully use as some bargaining chips. Alright. Very cool. And before we get off, hey, hey, Frederican? Frederican! Uh, hi! Uh, I'm coming with you, right? Hold on, let me, let me get my uh, pouch! Uh, no, oh, yeah. no, no! You're 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 staying here. You're gonna be our our, our guard. But Master Lucas said I can help him. I think you should stay on the ship, Frederican. Oh, okay. We're not you're sure talking. what people would think of Cobalt uh, coming on shore. You're uh, you're help you're helping your master by staying here and guarding the ship and make sure nothing happens to his precious valuables. Oh! Okay! And he runs off and um, goes and sits in front of Lucas's bedroom door. Good. As he runs off, I shout, don't touch anything! Ah, ah. Yeah, so he runs off and he's about to get to the doorknob. You say, don't touch anything. And his hands go up and he kind of goes into a panic because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to get inside the hallway without touching the doorknob. Don't touch any of my experiments. Uh, oh, okay! I promise! Smell good. 
you don't hear any crashes, so that's a good sign. Well, I guess your room is protected now, so Sally, Lily, Sarah, I give y'all car blanche to attack anybody that comes on that's not us. Or with us. Yeah. Lily um makes the uh like a gun symbol with her hand. Uh points to, to John and then kinda does the motion of like hand over your gun. John pulls out his flintlock and points it at her. You want me to shoot you? She shakes her head no. She again tries to motion that she would like to have your gun. Uh, that's a negatory Ghost Rider. You may have, and John pulls out uh, the the flame tongue sword and hands it over to her. You may borrow this until I return. Her eyes get real, real, real wide. She grins real big as the fire kind of glows around the blade. It's kind of scary looking to see the reflection of her face from the fire. She nods real slow, smiles real big. The other two kind of like look terrified of her, but they back away. Um, they were going to ask for weapons, but then they see that Lily's got it. They're, they seem more than okay to let her kind of take care of it. That's terrifying, but in a good way. You got this, Lily. And Kroot. Crew's gonna start climbing down the ladder to the. I guess we have a little dinghy boat to get into on shore, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got you got a little like rowboat or something attached to your boat. So I mean, y'all did y'all decide at the beginning when we designed all the you know in session zero that you guys would have absolutely a, a we did boat? sure. That's what <laughs> I thought. Okay. And yes, there is a rowboat for you to get from. There to shore. Jack, y'all lower down those barrels of sugar. Yes, yes, Jack, that's me. <laughs> and John. <laughs> I'm <over> <laughs> <freaking> <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I have any NPC named Jack. <laughs> we specifically talked about this last game. <laughs> yes. Jack Lily. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a yeah, we'll weeks. pretend it wasn't just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John starts uh, tossing down the barrels to uh, uh, Lucas and Bull. Yeah. Um, do we want to make a check here? Sure. Uh, how heavy are the barrels of sugar? They're, I mean, they're, they're smaller barrels. I mean, they're, I was imagining, like, at most, like, 15 inches long and maybe 8 inches wide or so. Maybe 10 inches wide or so. Um, oh, uh, see, I was thinking about the size yeah, of the I cast. was thinking like a, like a big barrel. No, no, no. So, th I mean, it's maybe, like, the equivalent of a 10-pound a bag of, of sugar. So, with the... With the wood barrel, it might come out to like a total of 15 pounds total. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that makes your um, your DC a little easier for athletics checks, so. Go ahead and throw them. Your athletic checks. 
throw and for your uh, your catching. Nine for me. Uh, uh, now we get good rolls. Seven. Twenty. <laughs> well, you're not catching this. John, they're great rolls and, and they're going into the boat, but your teammates are not good catchers. Well, one has turtle hands and the other has been used to chopping up finely. I have human hands right now. A <laughs> <laughs> disguise does not mean you have them. Do you John, have... Or Jack, you're putting too much backspin. <laughs> backspin? I'm just dropping it off the boat. Well, drop it better. I, I dropped the next one slightly slower somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. It's it's surprising how slow you, you tie a rope to it and you slowly <laughs> lower it down. <laughs> it's it's more effective and impressive for young crew. That's better. Yeah, y'all get your, your sugar, you get in your boat, you start um, making your way to the island. The beach is filled with all kinds of people. Um, left and right, there's every kind of race. The first race you notice, Lucas, is a kobold uh, or two that are kind of partying off in the distance, robbing a couple of humans blind in a game of gambling. There's fairies and Dragonborn and half dragons and goblins and hobgoblins. Oh my, I'm all over the place. You know, there's even like a scarecrow person off in the distance. Is that a robot? What's a robot? It's a mechanical person. Annoyed. That's it's weird looking. But they're there and they're about. Um, make your way through the path leading to town, and the, the trees are tall and made of. You know, coconuts and bananas and all the other native plants you might find on the island of Linguina. You know, it makes makes bananas relatively cheap if you're to buy some or coconuts or you can go grate them yourself, you know. Uh, people are, are drunk on the path, kind of pass that along the way. And there's definitely more, a larger fire in the center of town. When you get there, there's, um, like, like John has mentioned, there's... There's no, like, hotel to stay in overnight. There's, like, a bar you can see. There's a couple different stores around, like a magic store, basic, basic purchasing store. There is a couple of other odds and ends as well. You know, like, little, like, oh, you can come get your fancy St. Marie spiced rum cakes here. There's definitely a line outside of that. It's like a pretty relatively long line. But you're gonna have to get there pretty quick. There's um, there's a sign that kind of points to a Banfric, the Goliath shipwright pairmanship. Off to the right, looks like it's gonna point to kind of a little lagoon where the water comes in a little bit to the to the this kind of fenced off area where they can bring ships in, make repairs, and you can sail out from that spot there if you choose to. Um, use Ben Frick as a resource for that. And you've met Ben Frick before. He's a pretty nice guy, John. You and him gotten along pretty well in the past. What kind of odds and ends are you guys looking for? 
of the buildings are are made of wood. Um, they're kind of like Old West style, you know, where you've kind of got your bottom layer and then top layer, and it's kind of got the porch. So there's people out on the porch that are kind of singing and dancing and partying, doing their thing. Where do you guys want to go? What do you guys want? To do? If so, I may make a suggestion, I would say sure. uh, not you, DM. Oh. <laughs> Voice in the sky, mind your own business. If I might make a suggestion, I would say we get the supplies that we need, and if we are going to hire a man of muscle, that we get him to stay with our dinghy. Uh, and then we look for the personnel. We don't want to hire personnel and have them wandering about, or have to take them back to the ship and then come back for supplies. So let's gather what we need, get someone to stay with our boat, and then we can start looking for people. Works for okay. me. Right, so what do you need? Oh, I I, I need a lot of things. I, I need, I need, and I start counting off on my fingers. I need at least five breasts of heron meat. I need some high quality bone marrow. Something from the Havandra sheep. Nothing from lo local stock. I don't want any of that crap. I need Delfarin bread. At least two rolls. Nothing nothing more. I need uh, I need at least one pound of snail butter. That that's an that's essential. And I need some frog legs. At least from four frogs. The local's fine. But, you know, fancy it up if we can find it. We may have to compromise on some of those things. You've been feeding us snail butter? Well, you can't get it in Tortoon, but apparently here you can get anything, right? You can get most anything. Uh, the the quality there there were a few things especially at the beginning of that list that I'm afraid may be harder to come by or much more expensive than perhaps we are willing to pay. I have enough gold myself. I can cover that. Right. Well, I say we go to the general store first, and then we might go to the hidden market and see if they might have some of the more luxurious items that you were looking for. Do you think they'd have tiger fish meat there? It's a possibility. There, there are some fishermen. Is, is it native to around here? Uh, oh, no, but... No? I don't know. I'll, I'll take a look. I'll ask them. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, fish food, it's not really my expertise. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, Jean picks up a... Uh, you said there were some banana trees around, correct? Yeah. So he's going to go up to, to one of them and just pick off a hand of bananas. And uh you know he's got his disguise up his cloak is up his ears are tucked back and all that kind of stuff he's got it pulled around him so that 
he's not just out in the open as a, a heron god. Um, and he's going to lead the two other crewmates towards the, the general store first. Okay, yeah, you get your banana. Bananas, they're, they're, they're just like, they just started turning that perfect yellow color. They're still kind of, you know, a little green, but they're still, they're not quite that, that brown or that dark green. Like at that perfect yellow. Just certain price. You know when you've had a really bad day, and you come home, and the AC's running, and the house seems like a mess, kids are screaming, and it just things won't stop. So you just sit down on your couch just for five minutes, just for five minutes to relax. And here comes your dog. She's excited to see you. She sits in your lap. She's got her favorite toy and her tail is just a wagon. And that little bit of joy that comes, that just that small spark of joy that just brightens the rest of your day. That's what we hope to bring you from a Dicey Experience. Thank you guys for coming week after week to listen to what we do here on Dicey Experience. It's just a blast to make this podcast for you guys and really just a blast in general to get to hang out with with all the guys that are part of this podcast. I do want to say thank you to Stolen and Meerkat and Lazy Man for all the hard work they put into this podcast and the characters they've created and the story that we've been able to, to brew and come up with together. It's crazy to think that we started recording this podcast about a year ago now and um, you guys are already getting to hear that on a regular basis. I'm just blown away by the, the amount of people that have shown love to our podcast and want to see it continue to grow and thrive. I just thank you guys for taking the time to come and listen to us. If you would, um, tweet about us or put us put stuff on Instagram at hashtag and Dicey Experience. We'd love to, um, love to see what you got there. Again, you can either use hashtag Dicey Experience or really hashtag a Dicey Fate. That way we know it's about this specific story arc for um, our Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. We're hoping to do more in the future, but of course the Fates is the um, the current story, story that we're following right now. If you guys are really enjoying it, please let us know. And if you got any like art or whatever, I would love to see some of your art. Um, if y'all wouldn't mind putting that on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and give us a chance to see that. I'd love to see um, how you guys perceive and picture our podcast to be. Man, it is a joy to make this podcast, and um, yeah, just thank you guys for taking the time to come listen to it. Um, we want to encourage you guys to, just to continue to, to come back week after week and let us know what you like and, and dislike about the podcast. Please leave us reviews and all the other fun things that we ask you guys to do, and um, yeah, I hope that you guys have a blessed and awesome week, and um, I'll see you guys next time in a middle bit here in the future. Until then... Enjoy the story that we have, and, um, I don't know. May the odds ever be in your favor. Yeah, it's it's a small little warehouse, kind of looking thing as a general store. You... You kind of you walk in and the 
building itself has a small little porch you have to step up onto to get in. It's got a porch above it. Um, so it's kind of this two-story two building. You see um, shelves all in all directions. There's knickknacks and different things that are all in the back. You hear them. Huh? 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 Hi! Welcome! And you see an Aarakocra um, who has black feathers and is wearing far too many belts and silver jewelry. And seems to be super excited to to see some people come in. He's got a pair of pants on. Um, his chest is showing, and you know he looks like he's got a tattoo or two. Oh, how's it going? Welcome to uh, welcome to my little warehouse. What what can I get you? And John's going to step aside and allow Lucas uh, to kind of frolic about do what he needs to I start frantically listing off the exact same things as I did to Jean oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I just sell basic rations I've got other cool things here though uh would you would you like a whistle uh, you, you don't have any of this uh, I, I mean I can do without the the tiger fish meat but I could really use some of that bone marrow You might want to go to the market for those things. I've, um, I've got a, a an ornate brooch of, of Dwarven design. What about this this pyramid of sticky black incense? It smells pretty good. Uh, a red hat or or a pinwheel. Do you, do you have any magical wares? Uh, no, you're you're gonna have to go across the road there if you want magic wares to, uh, to the fancy stand. The, the hobgoblin over there, he'll have he'll have magic items, but uh, got backpacks and uh, I got candles and an ink bottle. Do you have any butter? Butter? Uh, yes, I've got some snail butter. The the best of best of the best. I'm suspicious <laughs> that uh, out of all the all the food items, he has snail butter, and he's trying to sell us a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not many people come in asking for butter. They usually want trinkets of some sort, or you know, like ink for their their magic books, or or uh, candles, or I know I got I got brewer's supplies. Do you need you need to know how to make some alcohol? Actually, I could use some of that. Oh, that's that's four gold pieces. I'll take it. Okay. I've got, I don't know why I have this. Somebody left some cold winter clothes, and I've got them if you need to buy some cold winter clothes. Does it get cold here? No. But if you know if you're, you're you're traveling to far off places or going really far south, uh, DM would we know if it got cold in the terrarium? No, you wouldn't necessarily know, because you're from the far south. Uh, it doesn't get too terribly cold no. in your place, does it? So, wouldn't necessarily know. Okay. No. Uh, I got enough enough insulation here. I don't need no winter clothes. 
okay. Look like you can use a red hat, though. Every good human boy needs a red hat. Alright? Uh, how about I'll take the snail butter and that whistle as well. Oh, wonderful. The whistle's four gold pieces. The whistle is four gold? Yes, only Faye can hear it. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I've got a bright green feather, uh, um, a tiny silver icon of a raven, a tiny pumpkin-shaped cauldron we, carved We don't out of need Bago. any of your trinkets, old man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I've got rations for a silver piece. Perhaps we'll return another time. Let's head towards the market. Well, I, I wouldn't mind stepping okay. across the street to the magic stand, the fan, the fancy stand. Be careful, he's been known to sell a cursed item or two along with any magical items. Don't touch anything. Rue immediately touches everything. <laughs> Sorry, uh, DM, how much was the butter? Um, Let's do a gold for the butter. Okay. It's, it's kind of hard to milk snails. You can milk anything if you try. I don't think snails have nipples. <laughs> I don't remember much from biology class, but I think that's one of those mammal exclusive things. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you get across the fancy stand. The outside is still that rugged wood things. When you walk in, there's just a perfect, pristine smell. Um, you walk through, you thought it was a door at first, but it ended up turning into beads. There's smoke that kind of lingers all over the room. Strange, fluffy pillows. Um, but when, you know, you kind of kick one as you walk in, and it feels like there's, like, beans on the inside. It's a little strange, but you could see it being comfortable. There seems to be kind of a couple people up the front chilling. There's... A gentleman in the back is a hobgoblin. He's got shoulder-length braided pink hair. But, you know, it's definitely looks like he's he's trying to grow them out into dreads, so they, they smell a little bit. He smiles. He's got kind of a reddish-colored skin. Big toothy toothy smile and little, little bits of like hair on his arms. Um, he's wearing a tank top. A leather tank top with um, some black shorts and and uh, flip flops and you walk in and you look to your left there's a, another hallway down as you kind of peer down that way and it says um, tattoo shop closed will return in the morning you you can walk on in and there's there's wares kind of hanging everywhere it looks like he has a set where you can't just grab stuff but you kind of come in, hang out, check out the things that he has, and if you point it out, he might uh, be able to get it down for you to um, to check out. Well, hello there. What is your name, oh, hello. fine sir? Hello. Welcome. 
I am I am Captain Bowl. The Arakaka across the way said that you might have some magic objects for sale. Oh, old Wren thought I might have some good. Yes, yes, of course I do. I've got plenty of magic items. If you just look above you, lots of fun things. I've got anything from spell scrolls to ammunition. I've got a new rod that's quite exciting. Some silver spoons that do incredible things. Silver spoons? What do what do they do? Well, hum a tomb for me. Do what? Hum a, hum a tune for me. Are you are you of the music persuasion? Your your demeanor reflects as much. Uh, let's just say any tune I carry falls straight through the bucket. I see. I see. Well, you can hum a tune like ha 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 and the spoons will. And it plays the exact same tune, but as if spoons are being playing that tune. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff, right? How much are those? Ah, uh, gold piece each. For each spoon? Yes. Oh. Two for the pan. I'll take, I'll take two. Awesome. Wonderful. Um, I've got some snake tongue. Um, you know, material components if you if you need it for casting spells. I've got some some oil as well. It's kind of fun, and um, yes, that seems to be most of it. I want to have some other fun trinkets, though. I've got a, a pair of old socks. I was um, I was actually looking for some like unbreakable chain, you know, just like a like a necklace or an unbreakable necklace. Unbreakable necklace. Let's see, uh, and 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 why would you want such a wear? I mean, I need to look good, and I need to make sure it's not stolen. Well, I'll tell you what. If you bring me one, I can enchant it for twenty-five gold pieces. It'll take me a day. That sounds like a deal. Wonderful. I'm pretty sure that um, I saw Ren had a fancy, you know, dwarven brooch of some sort the other day. Maybe perhaps you can buy that, or if you if you bring your own, you know, you might have one on your boat or something. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'll, I'll go back across and see what Ren has. Oh, wonderful. Um, go back over. Jean, you watch crew walk back out of the store, and he's heading back towards the other store. Okay, the hobgoblin is staying here, though, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna turn to L Lucas. Did Lucas come into the store with us? I assumed. Oh, you won't both went in there. Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. I'm gonna turn to Lucas and say, Lucas, uh, would you give me a, a moment, please? Uh, alone. Yes, were we in the store with, uh, Paul? I assumed we had all walked in. Okay, uh, can I ask for a 300 gold diamond? Um, 
Yes, yes, we have those. Let me pulls one out. Um, I just polished it yesterday. Do you have two of them? I just have the one. I'll take it. Alright. 300 gold pieces. Alright. Uh, that's all I needed, John. I'll leave you to it. Uh, appreciate it. So after uh, Lucas walks out, John is going to lean in close to the hobgoblin and uh, say, would you happen to have any, like perhaps some spectacles or something that might give one the ability to read? You, you want to read? It, it would be quite useful. I mean, I've, I've managed these 20-something years now, but getting to the point in my life where I think it might be nice to be able to know what words are on paper, but uh, I also don't really want to put in the work to figure it out. I might have just the thing. Hold on. I, I've learned to speak the, the five, six different languages now, but the, the blasted letters are just so confusing. Uh, yeah, see, I, I, I can. Would you want me to find a teacher for you instead? Uh, no. Uh, something that I could wear or have nearby me to, to put on real quick just to be able to, to read letters. Ah, yes, yes, I do. I have so, just the thing. Hold on. He goes down and he you see him kind of shuffle around with a cabinet that's below. And he goes, oh, Don, I had a necklace. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll bring something nice. He keeps digging around for a little bit, a little while longer. Ah, yes. He dusts it off and taps it. Ah, yes, this is the one. And he pulls out a monocle. This I could sell to you. 50 gold pieces to, um, to be able to read for an hour. Once per day. J just for an hour? A and just once? I, I could... I could up it, but it's, it's going to cost you probably about 300 gold pieces for it to last for indefinitely. Yes, yes. Uh, I like the sound of indefinitely. Uh, of course. Do you have something to test it on? Oh, yes. Um, he pulls out a, a little notebook and he writes something on the notebook. I, I put in the, the monocle and take a look at it. Can I read it? Yeah, it gets it's a little fuzzy because you're gonna have to tune to it, but yeah. He he taps it because he is attuned to it, so it kind of lights up for a second when he does that, and the, the the words clearly state how stupid do you have to be to be able to not know how to read. Well, for that slight, how about we make it two fifty? I can do it for two seventy five because you gave me a good laugh. Deal. Alright. Wonderful. And um, what was your name, good sir? Jack. Jack. Ah. Pleasure to meet you, Jack. Yes. Have a good day. Varys Saint Amon. Oh, you too. Yes, yes. I'm so lonely. <laughs> John, John walks out <laughs> the door. <laughs> and as he uh, he pockets the, the monocle before he walks out, and as he walks out, he, he says, uh, Thank you, Lucas. If there if there's anything else, if, if you want to browse the wares, I just needed a, a moment with a man. Oh, I, I think I have everything I need from this sort. 
Okay, I, I didn't mean to to rush you by by any means. So if if you'd like to go see what else he has, I just uh, there was a private matter I want matter I wanted to attend to. Oh, so you're fine. Your your private matters are your own. Much appreciated. Rue is gonna walk back into the general store. Oh, Rin. Uh, oh, hi. Yeah, you're back. Uh, you remember my name? Oh, he gives you a big hug. Oh, it's not that hard of a name to remember, but okay. Oh. Uh, 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 okay. I, well, for me, for me at least, I knew I knew somebody named Rin at one point. Oh. Oh. But that was that was lifetimes ago. But no, I uh, I was looking to see if you had any like chains, like necklace chains or something. Like, of that sort. Uh, I've got an ornate brooch of, of dwarven design. <laughs> Wasn't really looking for a brooch. More more of a necklace. A necklace. Just like a, a simple chain. Simple chain necklace. Uh, hold on. He, he kind of goes to the back and he, he digs around for a little while. He comes back and he's got one. And yes, yes. Uh, it's got the charm of the pumpkin king on it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take it. Oh, very good. How, how much? Uh, three silver. I hand him four silver. Oh, you're very kind. It's, it's most people just punch me in the face and walk away. Well, from Captain Bowl to Rin, punch him back. Ah, he goes to try to give you another hug. I. I Try and sidestep it, but end up just giving him one of those awkward side hugs. <laughs> oh, thank you. So then I run back over. <laughs> I just keep going back and forth. <laughs> and all the while, I'm trying to like take the pumpkin king <laughs> medallion off of the chain because all I want is the chain. <laughs> yeah, uh, make a strength check for me to see if you can rip it off. It's it. You are. You're able to get it off. You fight and fight and fight, and and right when you rip it off, you end up accidentally backhanding John in the face as you're running into the sore. <sighs> well, don't stand in my way next time. <laughs> Careful, Captain. <laughs> I'll hand off the the chain to no. the hobgoblin. That was quick. You, you chose not to get the brooch. No, this this is more my speed. Slow and steady wins the race. Sure. <laughs> so, so you said you could have it done in a day. Yes, uh, yes, in about twenty four hours, a full a full day, so I could I could have it for you. Perhaps tomorrow evening around this time. Uh, that should work. Uh, 25. Now or upon receipt? Now? I don't get paid for work that I'm... You know? <laughs> <laughs> How do I know you're, you're actually doing the job? You're on an island of pirates. Exactly. You're not making the case you think you are. So, 
Oh. I have been, and many times, been robbed and wasted my own time. So thus, you pay up front, or I don't do the work. Half now, half upon finish. Uh, roll a persuasion check. 16. All right. Yes, I can do that. Half now, half upon receipt. So I give him... I'll go ahead and give him 14 now, and then 11 when I come back tomorrow. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Good. Thank you. All right. Where do you guys go next? What do you want to do? You got a, you got a whole town to explore. The tavern, people seem to be partying. The, the rum cake line seems to be getting a little bit shorter. Um, Ooh. Let's get up with some rum cake. I'm not going to stand like a two-hour line. It looks short now. Uh, don't worry about the line. And... Well, roll a roll a perception check there for me, crew. Seventeen. There's a family. What well, looks like a family, three or four loxodons, large elephant people standing in line at this point. Jean, there's large people in line. If they take all the rum cake, and I miss out on said rum cake. You will not have a happy bowl. I told you not to worry about the line. Now, here. John takes a, a banana off of the, the hand that he picked and gives the hand, the rest of it, to a crew, or bowl, and says, Now, how? How many, how many of these cakes do you want? How big are said cakes? They're about uh, dinner plate size. Uh, what do you say, about four, five? Yeah, I say about about five, Jean. Okay, I'll get us five. And John walks with his banana into the store and holds it up as well as a copper piece and calls out to St. Marie behind the the bar and says a copper piece for a banana my lady which uh, was one of the first scams that John pulled when he was a very young boy and his parents were still alive and uh, when he first met St. Marie long 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 ago and because you know bananas are free and so he's just out there trying to sell bananas that are free and so he's hoping that he will recognize her without he that she will recognize him without recognizing him if that makes sense yes yeah oh yeah see the hadozi ears perk up she smiles real big as she turns and see that monkey face for the first time in a long time since you've been to Linguina. It's probably been at least five years. Probably about five years. She smiles and waves as her little arm flaps go up. She's got that dark 
dark fur and... Hmm. Well. Come on forward then. Everybody, I need to take ten minutes with this young gentleman and his banana sales. Excuse me. Oh, come on, St. Marie. I... You want them rum cakes? Yes, ma'am. And you're all gonna wait. You guys are very surprised by, um... It's Hadozi's ability to maintain structure in a pirate setting. Uh, all the pirates kind of look down, they kick the dirt, and, uh... John, you are invited forward. So in a, a very... hushed tone, he'll say, Miss Marie, it's it's been five years since you've seen your old friend Jack. And uh, trying to keep a bit of a low profile, gather some crew and some supplies, and just wanted to stop in and say hello and perhaps buy some cakes. Uh, she, she reaches over the counter and she gives you a big old hug and oh, it's it's a pleasure to see you again, Jack. Here's some cakes for you. I, I do want you to know that. Uh, some of your old um, comrades might be walking around today. I've uh, seen them around, so if you want to say hi to them, you're welcome to. Much appreciated. Do you have an idea where they may be camped? On the northeast side of the island. Well, I will be sure to pay them a visit. And, uh, I've also been seeing a, uh, an old Drake walking around, drinking quite a bit again. Might want to catch him, too. Ah. Where is he? Last I saw, out at the tavern. Far away from the northeast corner, as one would expect. Ah, yes. Uh, I would assume so if he, uh, drinking again. Does he look okay? He looks drunk. Well, I guess that answers that question. Uh, Jean will hand over a, a small pouch of money, a little bit more than what's uh, necessary for the cakes. And uh, she smiles, reaches out, and just holds your, you know, kind of like that mom, like where she kind of, the grandmother, like where she kind of holds the top of your hand for a minute. Mm -hmm. Smiles and be safe out there and by and see when we have more time of course Marie you take care as well always a pleasure doing business pleasure with you as well and he'll uh, leave the the banana on the counter side and uh, head out with the, the cakes did y'all go in and watch this whole transaction or did you just kind of no I just kind of stood back after he handed me the bananas and just walked off I was just like okay so when John comes back, he'll he'll take the the rest of the bananas back from Bowl and hand the the cakes over to him. All right, where to now? We need to find. I guess we could take this back to the dinghy, and then we need to find somebody to watch it. Do you know a good place to start rounding up extra members? I have just learned there might be someone in the tavern whose services we could 
purchase. Oh, really? Somebody you knew in a past life? An old friend, yes. Depending upon his current level of bondage, it may make things difficult, but if he is walking around a free man, he'd be happy to join us. Is he trustworthy? Absolutely. He is, of everyone on this earth, one of two people who I would trust with my life. What's his name? His name is Drake. Let's take this back to the dinghy and then you can make the introduction to, to Drake for us. Sounds good. So we'll head back to the dinghy when we get there. I'll uh, call out in my brain to Nameless. Yes. Oh, we've been playing tag. And it's been a lot of fun. Sally's not very good, though. Okay, um, can you but... come here, please? Oh. Okay. Gotta go, Sally. Bye. And... I imagine... Like, with the urgency I'm feeling, it might just cause him to... Poof into existence in front of me for the first time. Yeah! Poof! As I summon him. Does he, does he look different now that you've, uh, ladies and gentlemen, they've all leveled up to level six? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he looks exactly the same. I haven't figured that part out yet. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Is he, is he a little bit bigger, though, or is he just... No, he's, he looks identical to the way he did. He just got here extraordinarily fast somehow. Poof. Okay, yeah, suddenly uh, Nameless poofs in front of you guys. And John didn't speak anything to say he's out loud. He's just, Nameless is suddenly there at the dinghy. Poof. Whoa. Whoa! How did you do that? I don't know. Nameless, how did you do that? I don't know. You called and, and I came. I did not know that was an option. I guess it is now. That is pretty sweet. Is uh, Tell back and forth super happy like oh, yes good okay i did a good thing i can't believe yes oh good i made you happy i like that i, I want to keep making you happy uh, okay okay uh, you want to uh, sit? why I'll don't sit. you yes sit Paw and up, stay shake. with Roll the over. boat oh no stop calm down take a breath deep breath in one two three out one two three okay sit and stay with the boat make sure no one eats our cakes and no one seals our boat. Do not let anyone interact with this boat, yourself or the cakes, unless they are one of us three. Okay. Or somebody with us. Or someone with us. <laughs> Can I eat the cakes? Good catchable. No. Oh. Therefore, a competition later. You may have some then. Oh. Okay. Right. To the tavern. Is it a race? It's a sit competition. Uh, I sit really I, good. Sit. Oh. Nameless, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but we have much work to do, and it's late, and I'm tired. Oh. Stay with the dinghy. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll stay with Dingus. And John will just turn and walk towards the tavern. Okay. Um, what, do you guys follow him, or...? Yep. Yep. 
As we're walking, John will just come. I think this is the most I've walked in a month. I'm exhausted already. Oh, we've all. We could all use the exercise. I hate the land. You walk into the tavern. Wood ornate floors. There's a bard playing in the background. Some sort of piano or lute. If you guys reflect on this moment, you can't quite remember what the bard's playing. It's just loud, annoying music. There's people laughing and cheering. and There's a bar in the far back with a bunch of different people. Um, you know, kind of manning it. It looks like it's a busy night. It's a nice oak wood. Kind of that lighter color a little bit. There's round tables all over the room. Um, and a stairway that kind of goes up. And normally these stairways would take you to, um, you know, bedrooms. But it looks like these are kind of more private rooms for other matters that um, you pay an extra fee for. Did we catch the name of said tavern? Yes, you did. Said tavern's name is the Platinum Alchemist. The main one manning the bar, you can kind of tell he's the owner, is a minotaur. Um, he has red fur. Though it looks like he's had a busy day, like he's just woken up, his eyes are bloodshot red. And there's there's a... There's an imp that kind of flies over and, and continues to, like, take drinks to the different tables. It's busy tonight. Jean. Yes. It doesn't take long for you to spot Drake. He, as soon as you walk in, not noticing you, it looks like he has just won a gambling match. He's jumped up on the table. He's wearing one of those, like, blue, like, Asian robes that, um, okay. that, you know what I'm talking about? That's got, like, the blue flowers and stuff. Like a kimono? Like a kimono. Exactly like a kimono. Okay. And, uh, it's wide open. You can see everything. Okay. He's drunk. He's got his bottle in his hands, and... You can't beat me! I'm Drake Furblood! There's no other bugbears out there like me. And right when that name is said, you can also see some ears perk up in the far right corner. And you see an old knoll sitting in the far corner. And as you look, as it stands to turn, it starts to turn and point its gun towards your friend. John will pull out his flintlock as well and see if he can get out around first because he's Han Solo. It is old Fleeska, and he looks pissed. Go ahead and fire for your attack. Okay, that's not bad. 19 to hit. Does that hit Fleeska? You're asking me if... A 19 beats an NPC's armor class. It does hit. It, it does hit Fleeska. Does hit Fleeska. Okay, very good. How do you know? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> if you don't remember, um, Brood played Fleeska, and we've we've been talking. Um, 
about where Fleesco's been and what he's been up to recently. I see. <laughs> it does hit, but he does manage to get his, his fire off. And you're concerned for a moment because that bullet does fly towards your friend Drake. And then... Something magical happens. Drake's body seems to spin real fast. It's like his eyes catch that bullet and he watches as it flows and in his bottle he spins, snatches that bullet in his bottle and is able to turn it around back towards Fleeska. He misses, but the bullet flies right past Fleeska's head and uh, makes a hole in the wall. For those of you that um, don't know monks well, you just watched a monk use deflect missiles. Nice. Do I need to roll damage? Sure. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, I guess five total. And I'll mark him as favorite foe. Perfect. And we'll start off with initiative next session. We're going to Lucas. get into some story. Lucas, Bull, we yeah. have to get out of here. With or without your friend? With. Thank you all for listening to another episode of A Dicey Experience. My name is Jason Sketch, and um, I'm for sure next time that John will be deadly serious next time. We'll see. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>